Alan Briscoe was a young man just 16 years old who lived with his single mother, Joanne, and his older sister, Latanya. Latanya and Alan were fairly close, as they were almost exactly the same age, and they grew up in a somewhat difficult home, in which their mother had to work two jobs. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Jobs just to make ends meet. Regardless of this, Alan was raised to the best of his mother's ability and always seemed to be one of the most popular kids in his school. He had dozens of friends who were always there for him, and he was one of the school's star basketball players. His mother explained to police that he would have no reason to run away. He had everything he'd ever wanted at home, and his school life was almost perfect. Though some cracks began to form in Alan's story. As it would turn out, Alan was not a star member of the basketball team like his mother believed. In fact, he didn't even make the team at all. He'd apparently been lying to his family about making the team, but no one has any idea what he could have been up to when he told his family he was going to basketball practice. Joanne, Alan's mother, worked a morning job and an evening job, so she wasn't really home very often. Though, even when she had to leave for work before her kids woke up, she would always find time to call them at 7.30 every morning. On the morning of November 13th, 1985, she called home like she normally would, but neither of the kids picked up the phone. She didn't really think too much about this at the time and assumed that they'd just gotten busy or maybe headed off to school a little bit early. She waited until they had both gotten off of school and called again at 3.30 p.m. She didn't get any response this time either and the phone went unanswered. Once again, she didn't really think too much about this and decided that the teens were both about to be adults. She knew that at their age, they could probably take care of themselves. She assumed that they'd just gone out with friends or may have been staying at school a little bit later than usual. It would be about 11.30 p.m. when Joanne finally got off of her second job and headed home for the night. When she got there, she found that Latanya had been locked out of the house. Alan had the only spare set of keys that day, so Latanya had no way of getting inside. She never saw him after school, and she says that he never came home that day. Rather than just wait outside all day, Latanya had spent the day at her grandmother's house, just a short distance away. Latanya has no idea where Alan could be, and had not seen him since the two left school together. Though after they walked off campus, they went their separate ways. As it would turn out, the school had only been in session for a half day that day so they were both let out much earlier than usual. Several witnesses reported seeing Alan at school that morning with one of his closest friends. Police tracked down this friend and questioned him about what Alan had been up to that day. The friend couldn't really tell officers too much information, but he said that Alan had headed toward the subway and rode the train around Philly for the day, then got off. Shortly after this, they went their separate ways. The only other thing that the friend could tell police was that Alan had plans to meet up with a girl on Woodland Avenue. The friend said that he saw Alan walking toward Woodland Avenue, but he never saw him again after this. Police searched the family's home and immediately knew that something terrible must have happened to the young man. They'd initially considered that he may have run away from home, but all of his personal belongings and even his small amount of money had been left behind at the house. 
his mother explained to police that he would have no reason to run away. He had everything he'd ever wanted at home, and his school life was almost perfect. Though some cracks began to form in Alan's story. As it would turn out, according to the 1985 yearbook, Alan was not a star member of the basketball team like his mother believed. In fact, he didn't even make the team at all. He'd apparently been lying to his family about making the team, but no one has any idea what he could have been up to when he told his family he was going to basketball practice. His mother told police about a young man who lived on Woodland Avenue that had caused Alan some trouble in the past. She believed that this teenager may have a reason to hurt Alan. However, when police brought this kid in for questioning, they found no reason to believe that he was involved in Alan's case at all. All of this gets a bit more strange when you consider the case of Christine Green. Christine was a young teenager, 16 years old, who went to the same school as Alan and disappeared under very similar circumstances less than a year before. Christine's life, though, was the polar opposite of Alan's. She was not a popular student by any means, but she always did her best to get good grades. Her teachers reported that she was very nice, but she was also very shy and reserved. Police soon learned that she had to take care of her bedridden mother, as well as her seven siblings. It seems like she was likely the oldest of the bunch, so most of this responsibility fell onto her. There were rumors that suggest Christine may have gotten pregnant and had run away to deal with it. I'm not too sure what that means, and the articles I found don't clarify if Christine planned on getting an abortion or simply running away to avoid the shame and ridicule. What's really sad about Christine's case is that for the most part, no one in the local community really seemed to care. Her case got very little media attention, and it doesn't seem like investigators put much effort at all into finding her. There are a few theories online that claim that these two cases could be connected. For one, some people claim that it's possible that Christine could have been the girl that Alan was going to see when he disappeared that day. The rumors also claim that Christine may have had some sort of connection to the young man who could have wanted to hurt Alan in the past as well. But we have to keep in mind, these are only theories, and to be honest, I haven't found any information to back either of these up, so take that as you will. In more recent years, a young lady contacted Alan's mother and said that her boyfriend bears a striking resemblance to an age-progressed photo of Alan that she had seen online. She gave Alan's mother her boyfriend's phone number, but his mother wasn't able to get much out of him. She says that the man was very aggressive and didn't even want to talk about the case. Police felt that there was enough evidence to investigate this man a little bit more, so they located him and asked him for a DNA sample. The man refused to give a sample and assured police that he was not Alan. It kind of seems a bit weird to me, but without any more evidence, we really can't make any suggestions without treading in pretty murky waters. After this tip came in, there have been no other reports about Alan, and certainly no reports about Christine. It seems like Christine's case has almost completely been forgotten, and Alan's family do their best to not talk about him and have tried to move on. Here we are more than 30 years later, and the cases of both of these teens remains unsolved. This past week has been nuts in regards to news. We learned that John McAfee lost his life in prison under extremely mysterious circumstances. Windows 11 was announced when Microsoft specifically said they wouldn't release another version of Windows. And also, Derek Chauvin has finally been sentenced in the case of George Floyd. But I really felt like this case, the stories of Alan Briscoe and Christine Green, 
really needed to be addressed. It's tragic enough when a child goes missing, but where there seems to be a series of cases like this taking place at the same high school, less than a year apart, it definitely raises some alarms. So if you guys have any more information about either of these two cases that I may have missed in this video, please be sure to share that in the comments below and I'll try to pin those comments or at the very least try to bring more attention to them so we can try to further this case if at all possible. But that's going to be the video for today, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to hit that like button. If you loved it, maybe consider sharing, subscribing, or clicking that blue join button below to really show your support for the channel. But I've been Ty Knotts. You guys have been lovely, and I'll catch you in the next video. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.